0: Algar
1: Productions. Algar Productions. Algar Productions. Algar Productions. Algar Productions. You are listening to the Post-Atomic Horror Podcast with Ron Algar-Watt and Matt Robotham. Episode 321, covering Endgame with Gav Brown. friends this is it
2: this this is the promised land we made it they said it they couldn't be done but we made it
1: did they say that
2: yes I they mean, all gathered around various... to tell us that we'd never make it through
1: voyager in fairness gav made it through voyager what when when, when was it that you finished the blog that you did gav like 5 years ago uh, i suppose probably yeah Fine. we dragged you out of retirement.
2: <laughs>
1: you, were, you were actively working on it when we first started POS seven years ago, so however long it took you to finish. I <laughs> thought I was out, but you dragged me back in.
2: <laughs> Just looking at us like, oh, you're going to watch all of Star Trek, huh? Where'd you get that
1: idea? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You guys sit through the nice stuff. I'm going to go to the re- the worst thing and finish it way before you. What do you think of this?
2: <laughs> oh, original Star Trek and Next Generation? Oh, you poor guys. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah this is this was this was very very terrible uh-huh. <laughs> I will say this it was very very Voyager well I was talking about the experience as a whole but yes you're right the, the finale was well, Voyager extremely. was also very very Voyager yeah it never stopped being Voyager so sure I guess we can give it that it was Voyager. Sure? <laughs> way to go Ayn Rand on a <laughs> Oh boy! Well, th- but this is it, though. After this hour of discussion, we we don't have to. Well, and and then some mail. We don't have to uh, think about Voyager ever again if we don't want to. So that's something. Also, Gav has written in a what appears to be an epic poem this time. Yeah. You you seem to have uh, uh, topped yourself from the last couple of times. I, I, I wish I had topped myself. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> I think I think the experience of Voyager might have inspired a little a little more. Uh, What's the word I want? Uh, artistic flair than previous times where you were writing about something you enjoy.
2: You don't know, no, 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 disagree. About the things you hate and the things you love. I think I learned that in poem yes. class.
1: I think it might have been the poem only class? thing I learned in poem class. I don't think you learned the name of it because I don't think it was called poem <laughs> class. No, it was poem class.
2: It says so right on the door. Oh, all right, then. <laughs> Me and three other guys yelling poems at each other. Well, a teacher banged <laughs> up, banged a stick on the wall, angrily <laughs> yelling "poem" to each other.
1: <laughs> just going poem kind of angry poem. poem, poem. Oh, just the word poem. Yeah, not even actual
2: poetry. Yeah, it was like uh, it's yeah. like whenever you're in one of those uh, one of those slave ships, and the guy bangs on the drum to get you to row. Except he was yelling "poem."
1: I like you say whenever you're in one of those <laughs> slave ships, you know, like that happens but, you know, quite frequently every day. When you find yourself on one of those slave ships,
2: what do you guys not Speaking have? Speaking of angry poetry, one class, Jesus,
1: Gav, why don't you why don't you give us the uh, your your uh, rhyming couplet interpretation of of the Voyager finale endgame?
0: Why don't I? Okay, well here we are at last, the end. But wait, we have this finale to still comprehend. To do this, I'll use the power of rhyme and show how the writers once again have genuinely travel in time. We start 20 years in the future and they've made it to Earth. Tuvok's insane, the doctor's married, but Harry's a captain for all that's worth. Giving lessons to students on the the Borg is Barclay. Oh, and with a special guest, Admiral Janeway. A student asks her about Seven of Nine, but to answer that, she does decline. Then Janeway wants drugs to protect against radiation of time from the doctor for no particular reason or rhyme. Oh, and the doctor has now decided his name is Joe, but still he's doing better than Chakotay, who's six feet below. Meanwhile, in Present Seven is Chakotay's romantic squeeze, and Tuvok, has a secret chronic welcome disease. I guess the, I guess Seven abandoned her search for perfection. Well, it's no more stupid than everything else on reflection. Seven detects hundreds of wormholes in a nebula they come upon while future Janeway is getting some technology from a Klingon. Barclay breaks down and tells this to Dr. Joe to bring her back Captain Harry does go. The fact he's a captain in 2402 just shows Starfleet ain't got a clue. Present and the nebula is filled with the Borg fleet, so Captain Janeway does order a retreat. In future, Admiral Janeway to Harry explains that her past decision needs to be changed. Harry, of course, lets her go to the present because he's a quitter. About Harry, I'm really not bitter. (coughs) Seriously, if there's a worse character in Star Trek, you're lying because he's a pain in the neck. He's nothing but a teacher's pet. But anyway, enough of this cadet. (coughs) The Borg Queen is thrilled to hear about this development. I, on the other hand, could not care in this event. Then they argue because they like to make a scene while Seven is communicated by the Borg Queen. She says she'll spare the ship if away from the nebula they jet, but future Janeway has brought technology so the Borg are no threat. Back in the nebula, the Borg are useless, as the Borg Queen's cubes are in some distress. Then they find the transwarp hub in which Borg used to get about. I want to use this... Admiral Janeway does shout. The crew decide to destroy the hub and take the long way instead. But they but uh, but the Admiral has wished she stopped in bed. She tells Captain Janeway that Seven's dead if this she allows. Man, she's turned into such an old gossip now. A way is found to destroy the hub and get home with little fuss by tricking the boar queen and giving the Borg and virus with the Borg destroyed to the Alpha Quadrant Voyager does return as they are right back so did Paris and Torres' daughter we do learn so yeah they pretty much remade TNG's All Good Things and so ends my various Voyager summings if somehow you enjoy this please show your love to Matt and Al as they think of episodes they want rid of. Now pray for Matt and Al's ears and eyes as they watch the series known as Enterprise.
1: Uh, Matt, could you join me, please, in uh, celebrating Gav's. Wonderful. Uh, what is that third uh, poem yes. now? Third finale poem? Uh, I, I think for oh. scheduling reasons, unfortunately, you couldn't make it for DS9, but you definitely did one for original e. series and, and next gen. And uh,
2: great yes. as ever.
1: Yes, Turnabout Intruder. Right. Lest we never forget. What a great episode oh, well, that was. <laughs> uh, I'd rather watch it than this no. Oh wait, you have, you have another sure. poem here, Gav
0: Oh yes, just a quick limerick about Harry There <laughs> once
1: was a man called
0: Kim whose adventures I normally skim but somehow promoted he was to a captain just because, why didn't he stay on the galaxy's rim <laughs> Harold. Not that I hate him
1: No oh. you, you did warn us you did. You did early on. You said Harry Kim sucks. And we're just like, what? No, no, he doesn't. What are you talking he's about? He's fine. And, uh, he wasn't you, fine. You, you, you were right, Gev we're, we're sorry. We're both on behalf of us both. Were
0: right. I, I think we're all sorry.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, Garrett Wong's not. He's, he's proud of his work. He thinks he did a great job. Uh, all right. Well, as is the tradition, uh, we all... Have actually prepared a little something. So, yes. Matt, uh, you go ahead. All right. So,
2: long time listeners will know that I have a little tradition every time we bid a final farewell to a Star Trek crew, and Voyager's no different. We've had our ups, we've had our downs, we've had a lot of downs, like a lot, a lot of downs. So, good night, Cass. Sorry about everything. Good night, Harold. Good night, and shut up. Good night, Paris. You did a damn fine job of de yourself. Good night, Balana. Sorry, I never figured out a nickname for you. I tried. <laughs> good night, Tuvok. Sorry, I only got two Neelix-free episodes. Actually, I'm sorry about a lot of things. Good night, Chuck. I oh, you're already asleep because you're so boring. Good night, Doctor. Good night, and good God, shut up. <laughs> good night, Seven. You were far, far, far too good for this show. Good night, both Ensigns and Naomi. What? and kate uh captain kate i owe you an apology i once said on this show that you didn't deserve to be an admiral because you once lost a ship i've never been more happy to be proven wrong you were fucking perfect on this show and a fuck of a good captain good night katherine janeway good night voyager characters everywhere
1: uh matt yes al i i think you forgot someone <laughs> No, no, I don't think so. Neelix, Matt, you forgot Neelix. Oh, Al, nobody says good
2: night to the monster under the bed.
1: <laughs>
2: of course. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh boy, I actually, uh, I I happened to get into the document first because I wanted to tear the Band-Aid off and just get it done. And uh, I I put your summary in there for you already. <laughs> like, yeah, good good night, Janeway. Good night there. Done. <laughs> you don't have to do anything, Matt. But uh, nope, he he went and actually put some effort into it. So.
2: I can't oh, wow. not put some effort into it. It's the last show. They didn't. Exactly. <laughs> I'm better than
1: Voyager. I've been saying that for one years. Guy, one guy literally phoned his uh, <laughs> phoned his appearance in. <laughs> All right. Yes, this uh, is uh, Daleks.
2: No, um, hi, Coop. I'm calling you from Portland, Oregon. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, now it's my turn. Uh, End game, man. What a great title. Surely we're in for the most compelling, narratively satisfying voyager of them all with a title like that. We begin on Earth, 30 years into the future, and are you fucking kidding me? Everyone knows Star Trek refuses to commit to any one vision of the future. So anytime we spend any time there, we know it's either an illusion or someone's going to travel back in time for some reason and prevent it from having happened. And this is what happens here, only there's no talking pie to make it more bearable. Which is ridiculous, the talking pie is your heart! So, yeah, Admiral Janeway is all messed up by how Voyager's future turned out, and I don't blame her. I mean, Seven and Chalk are dead, but more importantly, Harry Kim is a fucking captain with his own (coughs) fucking ship! I'd be looking for ways to go back and correct that shit my own self. Temporal Prime Directive be damned. So, after some tiresome dealing with Klingons while simultaneously in the past, which is the present of this series, but also the future to us... You know what? Fuck this. I've sat through 172 episodes of this garbage show and I seriously don't see the point in recapping this episode which, like most Voyager episodes, is basically a hot dog comprised of the ground-up lips and assholes of other, better episodes often of other, better shows I'd rather put a bucket over my head to continue with this summary Ah, that's bracing! (laughs) There was water in the bucket Jesus Still, infinitely more entertaining than fucking Endgame. So, so long, Voyager. From Al's basement, I spit at thee. Puh!
2: He's just called up to wash his head at
1: us. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Yeah, so, Endgame. Uh-huh. So... From the title on, just the perfect episode, right? This... (sighs) This was so fucking Voyager. It's pretty funny. The only thing it was missing was some holodeck shenanigans.
2: Yeah, I guess they didn't have time.
1: Oh, I thought we could see Fairhaven again. Yeah. Oh, if only. You mean you mean uh, Brian Fuller's Fairhaven? My my greatest regret was that we was that Endgame didn't give us the chance to bid a
2: proper farewell to Fairhaven.
1: To Irish jig on the grave of Fairhaven.
2: Yes. (laughs) What, What of all those great Fairhaven characters we all fell in love with? Like woman and <laughs> car man, and cow. Don't and forget cow. cow. Oh, and cow. Yeah.
1: Harry's girlfriend, cow, and town drunk. Um, I think that's most of them. Sorry, Gavin. <laughs> if the uh, if the if the buckle shoe fits. <laughs> Uh, but no. Let's let's not criticize things from the past. Let's criticize what what happened here and now. We come here not there's, to honor Voyager, but to bury it. Yes, deep in the ground. <laughs> Honestly, the the thing that bothered me the most. This isn't even my bad thing. It just, like I said in my summary, you know, like the first probably almost half of it is where these characters ended up, and it ends up all not happening. Just like so much of Voyager, it's like okay, it would be nice to see where these characters all turn. You know, like. <laughs> Did did they go on to careers? Did the Maquis guys get arrested? What happens next? And it turns out everything you see ends up being undone by time travel again.
2: Well, I mean, this is basically my bad thing is that we don't need the entire first
1: half of this two-part episode. Like, Well, it would be good if it, if it was real, if we actually saw, like, these characters we've been following for seven years where they ended up. But like it I happens.
2: I, happen, I so. mean, I was thinking about this. It's mostly about future Kate getting her ducks in a row and we get, you know... Uh, a very, we get a little bit of seeing where everyone ended up and none of it's very important like as the first no, second because none of them will end up there as the second half of the episode starts and Kate comes flying out of a wormhole into like to meet up with Voyager and go I'm here from the future and I'm here to help you I'm like this could not be more of the start of an episode of Voyager
1: <laughs> yep
2: just like, can you like you can see it perfectly in your mind's eye as a wormhole opens and Kate just flies and Goes, I'm here to help you get back and go back to get to the Alpha Quadrant, and then the show up, and then the show starts.
1: Yep. Well, also, it feels like yeah, okay. In the original timeline, we start with they do end up getting home like 13 years later or whatever, and here now they get help from future Janeway. So basically. They don't even get to find their own way home. These characters that we followed for seven years mm. don't earn their ending. They they cheat it, yeah, via time travel. That's the
2: other thing. Sucks. And by like by just deciding arbitrarily, like it feels like the show is just like, and then we skipped fucking fifteen years, and doing that and like basically saying like, and then fifteen seasons more seasons of this show happened, but you're not going to watch any of them. It feels like the show itself <laughs> is cheating.
1: Well, if, I, if that's what they said, then that's my good thing. There's 15 seasons of the show I don't have to watch.
2: I mean, look, thats <laughs> f- no. nobody here is saying I want more Voyager to watch. But I am saying it feels like it's so arbitrary to just have like, uh, jump
1: forward. Well, yeah, because I, I would have liked Captain that, Jane. We- really? What's that?
0: I would have liked it if the penultimate, like, maybe the penultimate episode, they get home, and then the final episode, we skip forward 10 years to the future, yes. and they actually have an adventure that actually happens and
1: means something. Yes, that yeah, sounds great. And don't undo it. Yes, that would be a great epilogue. But that's not what they did. Nope.
2: Instead of fucking time travel Borg, fucking, and when the thing more is more Voyager than that?
1: After all the time travel stuff, we like the last shot is Voyager approaching Earth, which is a nice last shot. But we don't know what happens to any of these guys. If, if Admiral Kate didn't show up for a brief cameo in the last Next Gen movie, mm-hmm. or the second—I don't know—one of the Next Gen movies. I don't remember which one. Was it Insurrection? Might have been Insurrection. Uh, anyway, no, it was Genesis. It was ne- okay. Yeah, oh, yes. um, but. If, if she didn't show up in Nemesis briefly, we wouldn't have even known that much. Yeah. Like, we don't know where where any of these guys ended up, and that's that's not great. No. Like, I want to know what happens next to the characters I care about.
2: I mean, like, you know, TNG, we got a pretty good idea. Uh,
1: well, we got movies, so you get to continue following those guys.
2: Deep Space Nine, we got a perfect definitive ending to everybody's story.
1: Yeah. I mean, Cisco went to the wormhole, mm-hmm. and O'Brien went back to Earth. Like, you got a clear path of where each person was headed yeah. next. So this is just
2: like, Indeed. and we're home, I guess. <laughs> are are the Maquis arrested? I mean,
1: I hope so. Well, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Did you yeah. didn't even see them get home? No, we got. Know, we like them say, the last look at Earth. was Voyager approaching Earth, and that was it. You don't even see like them land or people. Yeah,
2: and that was uh, so much more interesting to me than fucking one more Borg fight. Yeah, I've seen so many I've seen so many Borg fights on this show, even though it didn't have as many Borg fights as I expected.
1: It didn't do like they mentioned Unimatrix Zero early on, and I was worried they were going to come back to that, which is one of my least favorite stories the show ever did. And apparently one of their (laughs) favorites from the amount Uh, they referenced it. But thankfully, they were only references like I thought they were they were setting it up real hard in the first half to the point where I thought that was going to be a plot point in the second half, and at least that didn't come At least it was just standard Borg stuff. It was like they found a major Borg hub that could get them all over the galaxy, and the Borg Queen was there, and that was it. It wasn't like some (laughs) super convoluted Borg thing. We get
2: to see her evil castle again.
1: They did get the original Borg Queen back, uh, Alice Creech, who played her in First Contact, and she's a much better Borg Queen than the one they've gotten the last couple of times. Is that the first
0: time she's been in it?
1: The Voyager, I mean. Uh, in, the, in the series, yeah. yeah. Um, The the Borg Queen herself has been there, but they got a different actor to play her, and she was not nearly as good. And I don't even like the Borg Queen. No. But I will give Alice Kreech props for being good at playing the character. Mm-hmm. And the other one, not so much. So, that's something, I guess? I th- <laughs> sure, let's go with that. <laughs> I don't know, it doesn't even bother me that the Borg, because we've established the Borg have, like, transwarp conduits. That was a thing that happened in Next Gen. Mm-hmm. And, like, I don't even mind that they're the ones who had the technology who got them home. I just feel like they could have done it.
2: It's better. actually not the worst idea in the world, having... Because, of course, the Borg would have, like, you know, something that makes them tra- like yeah, just travel cuts. anywhere, basically, you know.
1: Yeah, exactly. Although, if they do have a wormhole that opens right to the Alpha Quadrant, why... After they defeated one ship, do they not come back? Like it seems like they could just keep sending cubes. Yeah, just keep shoving cubes through there. Yeah, they've got a lot of them. Mm -hmm. We've seen them. They were defeated. They were defeated at Wolf Three Five Nine and went away for a long time. Then they were defeated in First Contact and then they just went away forever. That doesn't Uh, apparently. I don't know. It's just like Uh, you know
2: know what we've checked Earth. Mm, Not really worth it.
1: No, we tried twice, and then we tried going back in time once. And, nah, that's enough. Yeah, you know, we're <laughs> in, in the first, you don't succeed. Assimilate some other people instead.
2: Yeah, there's a lot of
1: galaxy to get.
2: <laughs> they decided to go level up. They're gonna, they're gonna go uh, like some lower speed, some less, some less good races until they get, yeah, the- get their stats up. Yeah, yeah. Surely, surely sense. now we can attack
1: Earth. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh huh. And speaking of dull, though, Gav, this was your bad thing, wasn't it?
0: For a season finale, it was just so dull. I could barely pay attention to it. I I mentioned earlier, but it was pretty much just all good things. Well, all meh things, but (laughs) time time travel and wormholes and all, if they really wanted to show the future and have all that and not the travelling back in time part, why Mm -hmm. time travel and wormholes again? I mean, I realise 46% of the other episodes are like that, but maybe some originality? Why Why? Yeah. Why the last episode did they have to get home? Why didn't they make it the, the end of the season before, and then they could have a season in the Alpha Quadrant and do
1: something that would have been there? Great. I liked the the build this season, where they started being able to talk to Starfleet and get a couple of missions from Starfleet. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you're right. It would have been cool if they'd gotten completely home and continued to serve as a ship. Just Just one season. The rest of the show could have been about them getting home, and then one season a normal Starfleet stuff could have been cool, because they're the only show at this point.
2: Yeah, or have like, you know, the, you know, like what is that like to have them all fucking finally get home and everything? Yeah, and what then, and then we the and, guys? Then what maybe we, ha- we have like the Borg follow them back or something, and then you can have your big fucking Borg ending. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Put a pin in those guys, because we know we're going to Enterprise next, and we're not like this is basically the end of, like... No, they'll show up again, because Enterprise just likes to Oh, God, that's that. right. Well, I I have to believe in my heart of hearts that at the time they were like, well, we're not going to do the Borg. <laughs> we're not that bereft of ideas, right? Like, we're doing a whole bunch of stuff that takes place before the original series. I'm sure there's plenty of crap we can, we can do. No, we're sure. doing the Borg. Let's do th- they make money. And the Ferengi.
1: <laughs> they make less money. Ironically. <laughs> uh, my bad thing. Yes. They just—they just had to work Neelix in one last fucking time, didn't they? <laughs> you,
2: you mentioned this uh, uh, a couple episodes back when Neelix went away. It's just like there's no way he
1: wasn't going to show up in the last episode. I mean, okay, putting aside—I mean—our obvious feelings about Neelix. Just like they gave him a nice send-off. You <laughs> don't have to bring him back, but apparently they do. Hey, what Neel- What's Neelix
2: up to? Board games mostly. <laughs> Borg games? He likes board games.
0: Borg, Borg games.
1: Yes. Um, Have uh, I, I, you pointed this out. Uh, his yes. appearance is talking to Seven, like they're, they were best friends. They're best yes. yeah, friends.
0: It didn't seem like a character thing. It just seemed like, right, who who's available to speak to Neelix at this point in time? I of it.
1: Okay, well, th- this character's in a room with the long range sensor, so that makes the most sense.
2: Now, Seven just yes. pulled the short straw. <laughs>
1: Shit, Neelix ne- calling. <laughs> Pretend we're not home. Everyone, like everyone get on the floor and turn the lights I talked to him last time. Just let it go to voicemail. Oh, God. I know you're Actually, home. You can't, you can't go anywhere. Here's how I picture it happening. The only person on the ship who legitimately we know has unqualified love for Neelix is Naomi Wildman. Mm. So Naomi was gonna talk to him. Naomi's good friends with Seven couldn't be there and said, please talk to Neelix for me, please, please, please. Alright, but this is your birthday and Christmas present. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only way I can see that, that happening. <laughs> yeah. I mean I okay, I get it. He was one of the main characters, and it's nice to come back to like where everyone ended up. All right, I guess, but uh, you didn't you didn't come back to Cass. You, you didn't come back to like Seska or Carrie. I mean Carrie's dead. I- <laughs> or um, Vorik. Like, there's a bunch of other secondary. Any of the so. any of our reoccurring. Can I just say
2: again, while we're on the last episode, Keska or Keska, What the fuck? Keska got a, <laughs> such a terrible ending. Well, she was an evil witch. What's, what's yeah? About? She was an evil <laughs> witch who they loaded into a rocket and sent home. Horrible, yeah. just horrible.
1: Ah, but don't forget, she was an evil witch who went back in time to prevent herself becoming an evil witch. Do you,
2: do you think that's where Kate got the idea? <laughs> Now that I'm old, maybe I can go back in time. Hey, I could do that. That Kess was on to something.
1: Uh, I didn't like all the Klingon stuff. That felt really forced. That like, hey, weird. we're back in the Alpha Quadrant. What do we got here? What do people like? Oh, Klingons. <laughs> like, it, it felt really forced. It's, it's like they've been waiting to do Klingon crap for like ever. But they're bad at it. Mm-hmm. They sure but, are. The guy the they made Warchief the dead is gone now. Yeah, exactly. And and that was the guy who was good at it, doing parts of the uh huh. And that still couldn't. I, uh, could, that was still a basket of turns. I think. I think maybe they did it so that they could show um, uh, Tom and Bolano's kid, like uh, what she's up to.
2: Yeah, I feel like that's she's the Klingon. I feel like that's the kind of thing that they felt was necessary. Well, we got to show them Tom and Bolano's kid. I, I liked that. Oh I did yeah. Like that. She was my good thing. She's fucking. They, they cast it. They cast someone who really looks like uh 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 Roxanne B- uh, Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. It looked like a younger version of her. Mm-hmm. I like that. And it it didn't contradict or confirm either way. It was kind of a nice middle ground thing. With maybe the kid has a special destiny because of that Klingon prophecy we heard a while back. Sure, like. Maybe that's why she's so important in Klingon culture now or maybe she just has that job. You could you could look at it either way. That was that wasn't bad.
2: Of course then uh, Kate made that destiny not happen, so <laughs> Yeah, well. Whatever. Yes.
0: Do we ever I, see I, the I, future I, and it actually happens ever mm-hmm. in Star no, Trek?
1: No, that's that's what I was saying in my in my summary. I don't think we ever do jump ahead to a, a future that that counts because it's always a, a, an illusion or undone by time travel yeah. because I think I, this is Rick Berman era Star Trek to me. They don't want to commit to it. They want to be able to make whatever future they, you know, when they get there. Yeah. So as far
2: as they know, they're going to be pumping out the next gen movies for the for the next 20 years. Uh, yeah, and so they don't they want do. to have to say
1: this is definitely how it's going to be. And I hate mm. that. Yeah. Just just commit to it. It's okay. You don't have to show every tiny thing. You, you leave yourself some some wiggle room. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. let's be
2: honest, Rick Berman. You're not coming back to these guys. Like no one, no one is extreme is is terribly excited for what the Voyager
1: crew got up to after they got home. I definitely wouldn't say no one. There is a, there is a large contingent of Voyager fans out there, Matt. A lot of people. Some people. I,
2: us. We don't care.
1: <laughs> I mean, when we get to the mail next week, you will hear there are some people writing and saying we were a bit harsh on Voyager. This is a pretty good show. Mm. Opinion. I will stand by this.
2: I love a good chunk of the Voyager crew. Yeah. I I I, like these are characters I want to see do things. I'm like these are characters I want to see have cool space adventures. These are characters I think could carry a series. That's where I
1: ended. (laughs) They could carry a series. It's just not this one. No. No, I think that's where I ended up landing too. Is the vast majority? Well, not the vast majority, but over half mm. of the crew were characters I really liked, and ninety percent of the time, my problem was with the writing, not with the characters as established or the performers. Exactly. Usually, the stories they were in. Gav, how do you? Where do you fall in with all this? I think I agree with that. You're quite as crazy about these guys as we are. Well, I like Tuvok. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The end. That's it.
0: Jamie's <laughs> <laughs> all right you know reading my reading my blog i, I uh, wasn't as enamored with her as as perhaps you uh you and my That's well,
1: we we went in expecting a hater,
0: her so that was part of
2: it yeah basically
1: I think Tuvok and the doctor were the only ones I really liked and did you like him through the end or did you start to get annoyed with him like we did
0: I can't remember, possibly. <laughs> no, I think I just, oh, I long just, long I think long. I remember near the end, I just watched one episode, like episode after episode just to get it over with. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> like us.
1: <laughs> it's like, like well, I said that's... I do this. I guess I should probably finish it. Matt says, see you folks. And I immediately turn on the next two so I can get them out of the way. Mm. <laughs> that's, that's been my life for the last couple of months. <laughs> Now, I, the thing about Janeway, one, like I say, we, we expected her to not be great, because my memory of her was not great, and I believe Matt's was as well. And and two, honestly, as as I get older and as I care more about representation and that kind of thing, it's more important to me to see a strong female captain than it was 20 years ago. Absolutely. And I think she's, like, I, I might be judging a little, like, grading a little on a curve because I want to see a, a, a strong female captain that doesn't suck. And, uh, you know, it's, it, it might not be entirely fair, but there you go. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, it's important. And this, the show did women well, I thought there were, there was a variety of like, oh, you, know, yeah. you didn't have to carry that burden herself. Yeah. Like, you yeah. had seven, you had Balana, you had a couple of like recurring guys mm-hmm. that, for, you had Kess for a while. Like it was like not quite as good as DS9, I would say, but pretty close Yeah, well, I mean, on that front only, on, only on that front, Yeah, not as a show.
2: No, I think they tried, and I think for the most part they succeeded at that.
1: Yeah, at but that. I'm also glad that Discovery has, like, a, a couple of strong female leads, because the, I don't think Voyager should ever be the only one if there's no. an ongoing...
2: Vo- day, you know? d- the idea that Voyager will always be remembered as the one with the woman captain shouldn't happen. Yeah. No, if it happens and a lot of like times. A lot of the time I feel like that it that is how Voyager is remembered. Yeah. Which is horseshit. Oh,
1: that's not why it sucked. It sucked for so many other reasons. Oh yeah, the top two being Brandon Braga. <laughs> just had to get that in one more time.
0: <laughs> it just seems like Voyager just was a show, a show where they just wrote things that people that they expected people to, you know, just just A to B. It wasn't anything right. What do people expect us to do for this episode? Right, that's
2: do something different and surprise mm. them. Well, and the thing is, they had such a cool, like, the concept is there, you know? like the, Yeah, it's th- so different than any ha- other Star Trek show. Having them be lost in the Delta Quadrant, like, is definitely, like, a- an interesting take on the whole going, like, going where no one has gone before thing. Like, we're literally going lost where no Delta one's Quadrant.
1: gone before. Lost of the Delta Quadrant, and half the crew doesn't trust the other half. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like well, that, two well, that lasted together. all three episodes. Yeah, no, I know, but those, but those two things together should have made this a truly unique. Like show. Th- the bones of the show were good.
2: Yeah, all the whole, like, gross stuff we poured on top of them. <laughs> all that
1: hair. All that hair. Yeah. <laughs> no, we said this. We said this way, way back when we did our show about how Voyager could have been better. Mm-hmm. Which was like the first supplemental, I think we did. This was was way, way back. That was back when we were uh, devoting episodes of
2: Sarcastic Voyage to talk about Star Trek. Because we we needed a place to talk about Star Trek.
1: Oh, we were so young and naive. All right. (laughs) But uh, the thing is, we've always liked the premise. And I still, to this day, think it's a good premise. I just don't think they did it effectively. Mm. But
2: what are you going to do? I mean, now I don't have to do anything. I watched
1: all the episodes. (laughs) Well. Now we have to do Enterprise, and then we have to do Discovery. So you better hope Discovery doesn't suck, or it's three in a row. Yes. Um, Gav, what was your good thing? My good thing.
0: I kind of liked that some of them, like Tom and Bellana called Voyager home mm-hmm. and weren't in a great rush to risk that. I wish some. I kind of wish some people had stayed in the Delta Quadrant, or that yeah. they'd gone. Or like I said, they they gone home earlier, and then someone tried to go back again, or you know something different. That's all I want. Some actual thought. Wait, this has turned into a bad thing.
2: <laughs> I actually that line with Tom talking, uh, Tom and Harry talking, and Harry's so like, come on, like this might be our actual way home. And Tom going, Tom or Harry, this is this is my home. Like that's actually my quote, yeah. and it's such a good fucking Tom line. Don't you want to find a way home? I am home,
1: Harry. It is, and honestly, that's been one thing that's consistent. Like, he's changed a lot since the beginning, but that's one thing that's always been, like, the stayed the same with him, mm-hmm. is this is my new chance. I fucked my life up, and now I have a chance. Like, the captain has trusted me, and I can build a whole life here and, and really do well, and my dad's not around, and yeah. I have problems with that guy, so, like, I can, I can do good here. No, was... I've was. i always liked that. And I think that's the thing he and Bellana have in common. Yeah, things are be- things. Things got
2: infinitely better for them when they got onto Voyager.
1: Yeah, she said she's got no one back in the Alpha Quadrant. Like yeah, if they got home, apart from the whole Maquis issue, she's got like she's estranged from her family, and that that changed a little bit. But apart from that, there's not a lot of friends. It's not like she's she's so much happier being in charge of a starship, like yeah. being in charge of the engineering section of a starship. Yeah, and these two found their life out there, and they found each other, and that was nice. Mm. But, Gav, I think your larger point is what you were just saying before, which is mm. the show always takes the safe way. It always just, like, it never does anything to challenge, you know, anything ever.
0: No. It was like uh, the year of hell when they were actually going to yeah. do an entire year like that. But uh, then that became just uh, two episodes, I think.
2: Two episodes yeah, with that a didn't big, even count.
1: With yeah, a big reset. Exactly, yes. just uh, that That show, and I said this at the beginning and I say it now. Year of Hell represents everything that was wrong with Voyager because it showed you the cool things they could have done, yeah, and then they went and just reset it with some time travel at the end,
0: yeah. And that was Brandon Braga wanted to do the entire season like that, yeah.
1: No, I've I've said this too. This comes having read that Fifty uh, Year Mission, yeah. That's for Yeah, I, I, I respect him a lot more reading what he wanted to do. Yeah, I still don't. I still don't like his writing. Like I, just, well, no, I he's still he's got those great. things he likes to do. Yeah, but, but his instincts, a lot of the things that he, like the chances he wanted to take were cool, and then Berman usually shot him down. Mm.
2: Yeah, no, a lot of th- let's be real clear here. The real monster of Star Trek
1: is Rick, <laughs> Rick Berman. Yes, absolutely. We no, talk about Star Trek not having good villains. Well, that that's an exception. <laughs> no, um, and honestly, part of this, I hate to say it, but part of this is Ira Stephen Bear's fault, because he basically bullied Berman into letting him do what he wanted on DS9, that he he came down hard on Voyager and said, we're not doing it with this show. I let DS9 get away with that stuff, but here we're going to play it safe. And look what they ended up making. A horrible uh-huh. excellent
2: television show. Ah! <laughs> I, Rick Berman, am going to go back to my evil castle, where I have many women trapped.
1: Well, he's still like he still produces Enterprise, so we're not done with him yet. I hate Rick Berman so much.
2: I'm glad he lives in the sea now.
1: (laughs) I mean, I think he lives in Hawaii or something, but close enough. That's what I said. All right. My good thing. Yes. You know, I didn't think I was going to like the old Kate and now Kate show. Like, I really thought, oh, boy, here we like the here's to. Well, you you knew what the deal was, right? I did. I saw this when it aired years ago, but I didn't have the context to really, you know, like appreciate it for what it was such as it is, but I, yeah, I did know to expect this and I was like, ugh, great. So it's going to be Kate and Kate. And one of them's going to say, don't make the mistakes I did. <laughs> and instead it's, it's like, it's a stale old gimmick, but instead the power of Kate Mulgrew's acting in charisma, I thought completely sold it. Mm-hmm. Like I, they felt like different characters. They felt like they had different points of view and it wasn't just, you know what I mean? It wasn't just like I'm the angry, bitter one, and I'm the young, idealistic one. They were they were more more subtle shades, wow. and you could you could see the wheels turning. And old Janeway were like, "Wow, I, yeah, I did I did lose something. You're right." Well, it's like they're it's like having them both be valid, you know.
2: Like yeah. th- the temptation is to have like old Kate be like broken and bitter and
1: lost everything that well they didn't completely take it that far which is what I like they did yeah. a little of that but they didn't go completely over the top with it.
2: Th- that's the thing and that's the thing we see in the flashbacks is that it's still it's still Kate it's a it's an older more tired Kate who's been through fucking hell and is you know retired now and uh, misses her
1: friends I had to watch Harry captain a ship. Ugh. <laughs> Let's be clear. That's the worst thing that's ever happened to to uh, Catherine Janeway. Yeah, it turns out she was in hell the whole time.
2: Um, <laughs> but um, no, like, but like having her still be that character, like, it really works for this sh- for this.
1: And th- in in that way, in only that way, this show, like this episode, was a little bit character driven. Mm-hmm. We don't find out, we don't get any kind of arc or closure or anything on anyone else. But we do kind of see, and again, this Kate ends up not happening. But I do think. Like present Kate kind of learns some stuff from her. Mm. I so also got a little bit of that. I, I also there's a
2: couple of scenes with old Kate working with the crew and uh-huh. nothing. Sa- they don't say anything or anything, but Mulgrew's acting is just like that sort of wonderful. Oh, my God, I'm back with I'm back
1: with these people again. Like, yeah, it, and that it's, was it's the, a really kind of the nice, nice she, moment. That was kind of the lesson she learned is it wasn't so bad out here because we all liked each other. Yeah, I forgot that part. It's kind of like us look like when we look back at Voyager. That sucked, and then we think about it. But there were some good characters. Yep, that's kind of what she's thinking. Well, it sucked, but some of these people were alright. I
2: mean, I get to hang out with Tuvok. He's not crazy. That's cool. Yet, uh, or Tuvok. Yeah. Can you, well, let's talk? Let's talk about that. My note for that was like the the idea of being uh, the idea of having Alzheimer's for thirty years, and you well, just. But, You never get better and you just keep being sad and forgetful and crazy for 30 years.
1: That's horrible. I I did. It was actually not terrible plotting in this regard that it was a completely treatable thing. Mm -hmm. If they could get back to the Alpha Quadrant, I think that gave her like Kate some stakes. Like you could watch your best friend slowly deteriorate or you could take the shortcut home and fix him right now. Mm -hmm. Like I like that. It did come from out of nowhere. Suddenly, uh, yeah, that's suddenly the thing. Tuvok's going crazy.
2: It's just like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Tuvok lost at a game of pickup sticks. Well, he must be going insane. <laughs> yeah, to to him and was he in it ever again? Uh, oh, right. Are you
1: are you in the Echim haters club? I feel like you were.
0: <laughs> I, I was, yes.
1: <laughs> uh, that's fair. You, you're you're not alone there. Both both the Lynch boys hate him. <laughs> I remember
0: Flonk hating all the all the Borg children.
1: <laughs> we we both
0: liked each other okay. Didn't love him,
1: but no, he was it, pretty okay. He he
0: didn't appear, okay. He was just in it for like that scene and that was it. Yeah.
2: yeah. He was known as Ellie Wildman. Fair. The greatest yeah. character <laughs> on the show, easily. Yeah. A little disappointed we didn't see her one more time, honestly. Yeah, we saw her kid, but you know, like whatever. <laughs> what I'm about, I guess. <laughs> Eh. Yeah, honestly, no, I wanted who to... acted a lot
0: better than Harry did mm-hmm. when they when they had that exchange.
1: Oh, very much so. Yeah. Oh, some of, some of Garrett Wong's old man acting was. Oh. I, I I saw some of your notes too, Matt. Like we both he, felt like, oh, that's your old man voice, huh? He brought back oh. his evil his evil cable Harry voice from the, from yeah. the dark sinister future. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah,
2: where he's like, you don't understand what I've been through.
1: I'm captain of a ship now. Oh god. Where's the trigger? <laughs> Swear to me. <laughs> Why did you say Martha? <laughs> <laughs> Do we know Mrs. Kim's name? Because I wanna I wanna kinda like retcon it being Martha. Martha, Martha Kim? Kim? <laughs> yeah. <that's fine. laughs> she looks like a Martha. No. Yeah. She looks like a mommy. I don't think like he ever like would acknowledge her name. It's mommy, obviously. I just, just shut up, Harry,
0: please. <laughs> anyway, um, Jacotian seven. That was completely out of nowhere, was it?
2: Oh, God. Ugh, OK. Uh, go Fucking ahead. that's that shot where he goes into the, the cargo bay and she's sitting on her picnic blanket. Fucking, you know, that feeling you get when you wake up in the morning and you really, really, really have to brush your teeth. <laughs> that's how I was feeling right then.
1: Well, I could see that. I, the thing is, Gav, and you may not remember this because you, you rewatched most of the rest of this quite some time ago, but they they just started barely hinting at the fact that she was interested in him, maybe 10 episodes near the end, if that. Oh, okay. And they never, they never had any actual interaction to that effect. It was always something she was hopeful of. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly in the last episode, it's happening. Like, well, where did this come from? Yeah. <laughs> and it's so gross. Ugh. Yeah, okay, it is. I, I grant you both that. Absolutely. However, I think Jerry Ryan did some great, like, uh, happy acting. Like, I, oh, I bought yeah. that she was smitten. I don't know why she was smitten, but well, I totally that, bought
2: it. That, uh, that first time you're going out with anyone
1: thing. That first, like, what I'm saying. early relationship no, she, thing. I get it. No, she, I, well, no, no, that's the thing. I get it in the abstract. I don't get it. <laughs> oh, no. Chakotay. Let's be very clear here. I don't understand why anyone would want to date Chicote. But that's what I'm saying. It it was extra good acting because I believed she was in love, well, puppy love with Chakotay, which Mm. takes extra special acting to convince me that you care about this guy.
2: Oh, and she had the doc uh, turn her emotions back on, which made me happy because that was the thing from a couple episodes back where she's like, I don't want my emotions turned on. I want to be Borg.
1: I I did like that, but I didn't like the sudden arbitrary reversal because it's the finale. Mm -hmm. It's a lot like data when he decided he didn't want his emotion chip and then in the movie he decided he did it was yeah. just like uh now we need to move me somewhere else so this this whole episode we did that ended in this great decision never mind I'll say this I, I was like very that. glad
2: that uh, Seven at, ne- at no point ever tried to talk to her tricorder <laughs>
1: <laughs> or say oh shit uh huh
2: that would have been fine
1: hmm uh oh, gav mentioned this in his uh, in his poem um mm. the, the doctor has decided his name is joe yep that that's
2: really after 30 years. years just like i'll be joe
1: yeah after joe
0: dante God.
1: was that was it really that
0: i don't know
1: <laughs> i mean that makes sense <laughs> that makes sense <laughs> if if that's the case then i take back my criticism because mm-hmm. that is a nice tribute but if if it's just a the least imaginative name imaginable then uh, never mind I would love if the Doctor's just, his name was just Joe Dante for no reason. Yes, I'm Joe Dante. Yeah. I made Gremlins. What do you mean? And Gremlins too. the new batch. Which I also appeared in. You guys want to see the burbs? <laughs> those are all the Joe Dante movies I know. He did a couple of good masters of horror. He did, he did a whole bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm.
2: Didn't he do No, more? I'm sure. No. I, I know he did more, and I know he did movies I've seen, but those are the three I can name. Oh, Gremlins, Gremlins to the New Batch, and the Burbs. He did Inner Space. Oh, Inner Space is a good movie. I yeah, despite Martin Short. Yeah. Um, but because of Tiny Dennis Quaid. Yeah, exactly.
1: And uh, Robert Picardo, actually. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Seeing that as well. He was the cowboy, I think was the character's name. Okay. Or I The character wore a cowboy hat and had a crazy Texan accent. I'm pretty sure they called him the cowboy. All right, then. Yeah. He was, he was like an eccentric business. I have no reason not to believe you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, so we got Reg Barclay in the future, and he's still only a commander, which I liked. Yep. 33 years ahead, and hes he's been promoted once. What My thing
2: there is, why is he the suddenly the guy who knows everything about Borg? Mm. Like, they've spent the last, like, as long as he's been on the show... Oh, any of the shows being you know, all like hologram guy, hologram guy, hologram guy, and it's like. Mm-hmm. Also,
1: I know stuff about the Borg. What? No, you don't. I mean, he could have learned something in thirty years, but. Eh.
2: I don't. Well, mm, no, why... I've known. I have known Reg Barkley a while now. He no, he couldn't have.
1: <laughs>
2: Fair
0: enough. Why? Uh, why was he the one addressing everyone at the uh, reunion as well? Shouldn't
1: shouldn't always... uh, Kate have done that? <laughs> They always frame it like it's his project to get them home, and he just worked with those people. It's not like it was, you know, it's not like he got them there. Mm-hmm. But the the show, I guess, wanted to tie us to something familiar, so it was always like, no, the the Voyager's anchor to the Alpha Quadrant is this guy. Like, okay, but Tom's got a dad right there. You couldn't use him.
2: That's a that's a point, by the way. Uh, Tom Paris's dad has been a character, like a reoccurring character on this show um, for a while. They that I can remember have never had a scene together.
1: No, and he he before he actually appeared on screen, he loomed as as Tom's like big thing. Like, mm-hmm. oh my dad is gonna be disappointed in me and my dad, my dad. And so like, okay, can we show how that ended up maybe? Yeah. Uh, no, we'll just end just before they get to Earth. Mm-hmm. Even even a fake out of in the fake future of them like interacting when they're older would have been nice just yeah. to show Ah, we we patch things up, and I I love you, and I love my new daughter-in-law and my granddaughter. No, never mind. Or you know, about that. Uh, you would you would marry a Klingon? Yep. Now they hinted that it might piss him off, like uh, he's maybe a little bit of a racist. Yeah. And you know, I know <laughs> uh, I know Gene didn't like the idea that there were racists in Starfleet, but you know what, Gene's dead. Yeah. So. No, I I
2: love the idea of uh, Voyager having been back for, like, ten years or whatever, and Tom Tom and his dad still can't fucking stand each other. Doesn't fucking matter. fine, too.
1: No, it doesn't have to be a nice end of the arc, but it should be an end to the arc one way or the other. How did this turn out? This relationship we kept hearing about.
2: I'll tell you the best thing about that was uh, Paris' giant forehead now. Oh, yeah, when they made him bald in the future. (laughs) As soon as he showed up, I'm like, yep, that's right. Yeah feels about right. That's exactly what happened to that guy.
1: I was going to say, you think he's got like a like a midlife crisis like, souped up car now, but he's always had that. He, he's had a midlife
2: crisis souped up car since we met him.
1: Yeah, that's true.
2: It's and called a car. A you turn it on with a key?
1: Yeah. Nah. I'm not going to miss this show.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Have you just if decided that, that? Yeah. Just finally reached that conclusion. It took me 172 episodes.
2: I basically, my thing is like, would I go out and read Voyager books now that I know the end of Voyager? And yeah, I'll, I'll read more of these guys doing stuff. I don't know if it'll be good or not, but you know, whatever. I wouldn't
0: read the books, I might read the synopsis on uh, on the internet to see what happens but <laughs>
1: <laughs> Well, there's um we use Memory Alpha all the time for the show, there's also Memory Beta. Yeah. It covers all the all the extended universe fan fi- or not fan fiction, but like, you know, the books and stuff. So, I know just browse through there one day.
2: I know Tuvok ends up on the Titan with uh Riker and Troy.
1: Well, that might not be terrible. Just neat. Uh, I know Chuck I know Chuck, Chuck becomes characters. captain of Voyager. I know they go back to the Delta <laughs> Quadrant.
2: Yeah, they're like the, like, now they're like the, the, um, liaison the with the Delta Quadrant, Yeah. Ugh. It's like, okay, now we got an easy way to the Delta Quadrant,
1: I guess. I guess that's not terrible, but I kind of would like, like Gap said, like seeing them. At home doing normal Starfleet stuff. I f- fucking I know if I was on Voyager for
2: fucking seven years and like finally got home and they said you want to go back to the Delta Quadrant, and the answer is no. I do not. Absolutely not.
1: Nope. No, thank you.
2: Fuck that. Yep. Fuck, fuck that. And fuck like you. you. <laughs>
1: uh, how did how did we feel about the Borg Queen?
2: And I feel the same way I've always I felt about her since first contact. She was fine at first, and now she's just like, whatever. I like goes? I like the Borg better it's, when they're like all those voices talking at once.
1: Yeah, not individuals.
2: And now I'm kind of fed up with the idea of all of those voices talk talking at once and bickering with the Queen.
0: Yeah, I, I yeah, it's I understand why they did it in the movie, but it's just stupid.
1: Well, the, I think the finale wanted to have a big villain because I mean <laughs> you had you had Q come back as a nice bookend in, in Next Gen. In uh, DS9, you had both the Dominion and Ducat, Like, you had all your stuff coming together. Like, so you need a big villain. And what do we got? Uh, I, that's it.
2: Like, we don't, like, Voyager never really had any big reoccurring villains. that killed Seska. There's the guy,
1: the- there's, there, there, we t- we said this at the time in Year of Hell. One of the things we did like was the villain in that. The guy who was kept trying to change history. That oh, could have been fuck, good yeah, that would comeback. have been good. Mm.
2: Especially with, uh, with uh, old Janeway trying to change history, too.
1: Yeah, then they could, they're could. like, well, you were wrong to change history, but I'm right to do it. And you get into that nice, like, Jane Janeway breaks the rules when it's convenient for her thing. Yeah. But here we are rewriting this show once again. Uh-huh. <laughs> We've been doing well, last time. Yeah, you're always um, coming up with, like, here's a better way to do it.
0: It would have been interesting to do the Kazon again, if only from <laughs> a uh, mirror symmetry kind of thing. You know, there at the beginning and there at the mm-hmm. end.
1: That could have been. I mean, Matt hates them so much every time they turn back up again. But you're, it's a fair point. Or hey, uh, yeah. Go ahead.
2: Remind me of this. Did the female caretaker ever show the fuck up? Yes. Nope. She did.
1: She did? She did.
2: I must yeah. have forgotten. Okay.
0: Cold, okay, thank you. Cold something was the name of the episode. Oh. It was I like don't season. That at all. It was in season four or
1: five. I remember them being on the trail of the other caretaker, and I didn't think they had ever met up with her. So, uh, good catch there, Gav, for someone who yeah, watched she's... the show much longer ago than I did. I remember watching
0: it, and she turned up, and I thought, that's a bit weird. Shouldn't they have left that to the finale? Yeah.
1: <laughs> yes. All that caretaker stuff basically dropped away. If if like, if like that happened in, like, season three or four, that was the last time we heard about it. Yeah.
0: Cool, let me see...
1: Season two, in fact. Oh my god, uh, really? Wow, they blew that water real quick. I it could have been one of those things where it's just like we thought this was gonna be a big deal and it wasn't. Mm-hmm. I I mean that happens on shows sometimes in a good oh, way. Like, Sure. Next gen thought the Ferengi were their new big bad and they're like, Whoops, never mind, let's try something mm. else. <laughs> Let's uh, work on the Romulans a little bit. Let's bring the Klingons back. I get an idea uh, maybe for maybe robot zombies. Guys. We could do that. Might be cool. Yeah, yeah. Do it. Anything better than these uh, jug-eared pumpkin guys? We're <laughs> crouching and laser whips. I think. So many laser whips. Uh, let's see. That's basically all I got. What about you guys? I don't. I mean,
2: end of the day, like my big problem with this set, with episode, um, Janeway's
1: evil future isn't very evil. <laughs> No, she's sad because a couple of people died, but a lot of other people have died in the meantime. And the other thing is, a couple of people died ten years ago. Yeah. Like... Well, I get what they're saying. What they're saying is if she had taken this chance, mm-hmm. they wouldn't have died. But, okay, why didn't you go back in time to the caretaker? <laughs> yeah, right? And, in- and instead go go through, you know, go back home. Like, I, just. there's like, so many ways that could have gone.
2: Uh, just watching it, it's like I never got the vibe like this is a whole this, this isn't fucking days of future past, I think is basically my point. This doesn't feel like a horrible future that needs to be prevented. This feels like just, uh, you know, well, the future gone better, but it <laughs> stuff fine. kept stuff kept happening. Some people died. Some people didn't die. Everyone's in a different place than they used to be. You know, the future like everyone yeah. gets. Well, there was one terrible thing. Well, yeah, Harry Harry. became captain. Like, we need to prevent that right the fuck away. Harry Kim should never get a promotion.
1: No. And, you know, we never see him canonically. We never see him as as ever more than an ensign, so that's something.
2: I mean, honestly, if Harry Kim gets back from the Delta Quadrant, Harry Kim retires from Starfleet to go live inside of his mother.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Interpret that how you will.
2: Yeah, that's the end of that character.
1: So in 20 years, Harry...
0: Goes from an ensign to a captain. And in the same time, uh Barclay gets one promotion.
1: Yeah, he goes from lieutenant or possibly lieutenant commander to commander. That's it. Ah, I counted I would, three pips. That's all I, he got. I would say that Barclay is
2: less competent than Harry Kim as much as I hate Harry Kim.
1: Okay, but Ooh. still, in thirty years, <laughs> one like one rank, maybe two at the most. Yep. Amanda pointed out it's possible he got promoted and demoted several times in the meantime.
2: That makes a lot of sense, actually. Yep. Yeah.
1: That's a yeah. that's a guy who's been who's been lieutenant
2: from both ways a couple of times because they keep finding him inside of a of a hologram.
1: <laughs> yep. Inside of a hologram, Harry's mom.
2: Yep. <laughs> Just looking up like what? Nothing. Nope.
1: Nope. Uh, some of the future tech that uh, Admiral Janeway brought back was pretty cool. Like, mm. um. Voyager got armor, like not not just an energy shield, but actual physical armor.
2: Oh man, and I love that fucking uh,
1: the Batmobile armor on uh, on her uh, her I, shuttle. The effect of it going over the ship, I thought, didn't look great, but the actual armor once it was on, I thought looked pretty cool. Yeah. And they had like crazy new weapons and stuff. That was that was kind of neat, I guess. On the
2: other hand, if you're wondering about advances in tricorder technology, yeah, we we took we took a tricorder and put a little glowing straw on it. What up? <laughs>
1: Honestly, the recorders quarters we have in the next gen era are like they look different, but they work pretty much the same as they did like when Spock had them. Yeah, they're smaller and less and less Percy. Yeah, but they do the exact same thing. It's not mm-hmm. like they they like, you know, serve a new purpose. They just they're more compact now. So mm-hmm. Yeah. In a hundred years, all they did was, you know, shrink them a little.
0: Yep. Uh, and the, yeah. And the worst thing is they're both worse than phones nowadays. Yeah. Right.
1: Also true. Although there is, and I don't know who it is off the top of my head, but there is that firm that's offered like a cash prize to someone who can actually invent a medical tricorder for real. Sure. Which is cool. Like they're like, we'll give a hundred thousand. I don't know what it is, but we we will pay a large amount of money to someone who comes up with a device about the size of a phone that can scan people for basic medical things like for a pulse and for erratic breathing and stuff like that. And that's a cool idea. Yeah, it is. I don't know if it exists yet, but I know people are working on it. I mean, you know, we'll get there. Yeah, And it'll have a little
2: glowing straw in it.
1: Probably. <laughs> uh, anything
2: else? I'm uh, looking over my notes here. Uh, uh, notes. The only
0: thing I really haven't done is someone should die. Yeah. Well, I don't know if that's about the episode or just uh, in general, but having watched it.
1: <laughs> someone should die for this. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm kind of surprised that we all made it. So mm. <laughs> I thought someone, one of us, was going to die before we got to the end of this. So. I mean, yeah, I'm not particularly looking forward to Enterprise, but it's only four seasons. I could, if I hit seven seasons of Voyager, I can do four seasons of Enterprise. Yep, it's only going to take a year. And one of them is not bad. I, that's what I hear. I, I hope that's I don't true. Know that I agree, but I didn't say good. I
0: said not bad. I'm not going to try and, uh, make, okay. you know, put it on a pedestal.
1: <laughs> that's fair. Um. Because, yeah, when we get angry about it not being great, we will lash out and, and blame yeah. you for that. Well, you can
0: blame Flong for that.
1: Oh, I absolutely well, Trust
2: me. Yeah. Just,
1: just, don't blame I gotta, me. i got I to gotta get angry somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> and I can only yell at Brandon Braga through my TV for so long before I need to yell at a real human. <laughs> All right. Anything else? Uh, I think that's it. Okay. Gav, uh, you and I haven't done our quotes yet, so what do you got? I
2: roll that what shit do out do
1: my uh,
0: quote is is a quote from this episode, but also Star Trek 2. To quote Ambassador Spock, the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few.
1: Ah, yes. Voyager, like, last half of season seven, they keep referencing Kirk and Spock for no reason at all. They just keep wedging it into every episode, and I don't know why.
2: By the but... way, they you know this is Star Trek? I mean, and the, the ship gave it away, yeah.
1: The fans want something. Okay, well, I'm not going to watch that show. Let's just mention their names. Yeah. Here's here's a quote from the one movie I've seen. How about that? <laughs> I mean, it, it was nice, let's be clear. But it was still just kind of half-hearted, you know. Like, okay, yeah. Spock did say that at one point. Sure. Well done. <laughs> Mine was... Um, Kate calling out one of the uh, tropes that we've called out many, many times for Voyager, which is just you're out in space, which is giant and empty, and you just keep bumping into stuff. Yep. <laughs> and she says this. And people are always saying that space is so big, which I like. That amused me. Wellp. Yep. Is that it? Then, that is it. Other things. That was yeah, Voyager. We've, we've, we, we've often mentioned this blog that you kept up uh, for for quite a while. You you did already cover this stuff. Uh, why don't you tell people one more time how to look at that and, and, I will. and see your takes on that stuff? It's uh, it's ah, uh,
0: if you put sick bay <laughs> if you put sick bay cheese into Google, it will come up in the search. Right, I believe it, it's, it's on Blogspot.
1: I'm I'm 90% sure it's in the sidebar of com as well. uk. There we go. And yeah, also if you go to com, uh there is a sidebar there sites we like and that is that is also linked there. So if that's where you get the show it's it's right there for you also. Uh well well thank you Gav. I mm-hmm. I we will see you obviously again for the next for the uh, succeeding seasons of Enterprise but I'm looking forward to see what you come up with for the finale for that. So, yeah. Oh yes, one more time, at least one more time—to top yourself there. <laughs> Finally, I, I do feel like I could be wrong, but I do feel like Discovery's probably not going to get a finale. It's probably just going to stop happening. But maybe I'm wrong about that. Yeah, just given given the way they're they're promoting it and producing it, it feels like we didn't get renewed for the next season. It's done now. Yeah, but hopefully I'm wrong. I hope you so. Know, we'll see. I I just get the feeling,
0: yeah, I'll do one series and that'll be it. I think you might get a couple. I might might not be.
1: Yeah, we'll see. Uh, So that's it. Uh, Next week, we will actually have two supplementals for you. You lucky people. Uh, Gav will be joining us with his friend Gav. Mm -hmm. Um, They're both called Gav. Um, It's a thing. Yeah, it's a whole thing uh to do what what we typically only do around christmas time and we have so much fun with it that they had suggested why why don't we do this more often why don't we do this twice a year I like, okay you know what we have a nice break about six months from now yeah let's do that so we're exchanging uh they, they gave us a thing to review we gave them a thing to review which uh, gav i'm sorry uh, <laughs> on behalf of all of us i'm sorry uh, but also, we will uh. be doing the Q and A thing, so both both of those things will be dropping as separate episodes next week at the same time. Uh, you, if if you're hearing this before, then you still have time to write to us, postdomicore at gmail. If you want to hear any, like if you have any final questions about Voyager or whatever, now would be the time because we're yep. probably going to forget. Like if you ask us in two weeks about Voyager, probably already out of my mind. So mm. just uh, uh, postdomicore at gmail. Yeah, and that's that's it for now. All right. Uh, see ya, Voyager. The Post-Atomic Horror Podcast is a co-production of Ron Algar Watt and Matt Robotham. Copyright 2017. Please don't sue us. We're... We're, we're still just doing this.